In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. In Charles Allen's book, which is called God's Psychiatry, an interesting read, he tells this story. As World War II was drawing to a close, the Allied armies gathered up many of the abused and hungry orphans, and they were placed in rehabilitation centers where they started to be well-fed. And despite, though, their excellent care, these orphans were still sleeping poorly, they were anxious, and they were afraid, understandably. But at some point, a psychologist came up with something that helped, which was a very simple act. And each child was given a piece of bread to hold after he or she was put to, bre- put to bed. And this particular bread wasn't for eating, it was just to hold. And it produced good results. The children went to bed, I guess tangibly knowing that they would have food to eat the next day. And that promise gave them security and rest and contented sleep. Now the security of bread and its insecurity and its lack remains one of the most basic concerns for many people still in many places. And sadly today even as war and violence continues to rage in Somalia and Gaza and Syria, many more places, they share the plight of the orphans in this story. And of course, Armenians in their history have also felt the plight of the hungry and the importance of bread as security and as life. You can actually see that in our culture and perhaps also in our DNA. In our language, for example, most of you know that the word uh, hots for bread is also the word for all food, hots, right? Bread is important. For many of my relatives in Armenia, It's not the meat, it's not the vegetables that are the center of the meal, it's always the bread. And I can't tell you how many times I've been told by my relatives that if there's not bread at the meal, I don't feel full. And our culture even has many sayings reminding successive generations in case they forget of the significance of bread. One of my favorites is Vortechatz Einterkatz, which means wherever there's bread, Stay there. Live there. In today's gospel reading, Jesus says something astonishing, though, to Armenians, to World War II orphans, to any person who has ever hungered or hungers now. And he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now, on the surface, these words have lost something of their power for all of us who eat whatever and whenever we want, whose bellies are always full. But of course, using your spiritual vision, you know that Jesus isn't only talking about physical hunger. Remember that the orphans in our story were unwell even after they were fed. That's because it's not the lack of bread alone that damages the person. It's a fear of never having enough. 
It's a fear of not being secure in family and community, of not being secure in a God who loves us. And so ironically, this deeper moral and spiritual hunger plagues modern Western societies like ours more than anywhere else, where most have all the food they need, yet people are starving. They're starving for connection, for purpose, for intimacy, for transcendence, and, of course, end up filling themselves with all kinds of junk which is not good for their life or their soul. Well, for all of us who are hungry for a more fulfilled life with a higher purpose, and for all of us who want to grow in our faith, and I assume all of you do if you're here today, we need Christ, the bread of life, for spiritual nourishment. And I'm sure you know this, but Christ gives himself, and that's what flesh and blood means. It means he gives his very self, not just an idea, not just a teaching. He gives himself for us to take in, as you just did today through communion, so that we be nourished and transformed and that we can give ourselves away for others and become like him. And I'm told that in some old Catholic churches with the old ritual, the priest holds up the bread before inviting people to receive communion, and he says, Behold what you are, become what you have received. That's a very beautiful way from a sermon by St. Augustine, apparently, and it affirms that we are the body of Christ, and at the same time, we are to become more and more like Jesus. And that's why we come together on Sunday, we worship, we listen, we pray, we serve each other with compassion and receive the sacraments. It's all about nourishing ourselves with that life of Christ and then sharing this bread with others. And indeed, when we come together and worship on Sundays and receive the bread of life, we eat well and we are filled. But what about all the other days of the week? right? Give us this day our daily bread. With this prayer Jesus gave us, we acknowledge that we have a daily need for sustenance from our Lord, just like with regular bread. And we get it by sitting with him in study, in prayer, in silence, even if just a few minutes a day. And we especially get in touch with God during Great Lent, which is coming up in just two, two weeks. And that's when we fast from all distractions and from all ego-driven desires and from junk food so we can become, we can behold and become the body of Christ, the bread of life. And so much as we learn to do this, we might find ourselves mysteriously and deeply filled so much that we overflow and can share with others no matter what pangs of hunger, what times of trial we might encounter along our journey, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.